Welcome to CTSNet to Go, bringing your discussions about the most relevant topics in cardiothoracic surgery. The Cardiothoracic Surgery Network, known as CTSNet, aims to connect the global cardiothoracic surgical community through communication, collaboration, education, and interaction among cardiothoracic surgeons and their teams across the globe. Learn more at ctsnet.org. My name is Shanda Blackman, and I'm just one of the hosts of CTS Net to Go. We hope you enjoy. Good afternoon, and welcome to this series of interviews with the giants of cardiothoracic surgery. My name is Leanne Harling, and I'm here at the EX meeting in Amsterdam with Professor Jibreen Elkhoury. Professor Elkhoury is head of the Clinique Université Saint-Luc Cardiovascular and Thoracic Surgery Department and professor of the Université Catholique de Louvain in Belgium. Having trained in Belgium, and at which time winning many prizes and awards, Professor Elkhoury moved on to work at the Toronto General Hospital in Canada and then in the Brousse Hospital in Paris. He then settled back in Belgium in 1996. Since this time, he has established an internationally recognized expertise in complex aortic valve surgery and has a prestigious reputation as a pioneer in aortic valvuloplasty. He also has an extensive research program with over 380 publications publishing extensively in the field of aortic valve repair and valve sparing aortic procedures. More recently, Professor Al-Khoury has also been part of the ta task force creating the guidelines for infective endocarditis in 2015. Professor Al-Khoury, thank you very much for taking the time to speak to us. I thought perhaps we could begin by discussing your experience in aortic valve surgery over the last many, many years of your career and how you've seen the field evolve up until the present day. Thank you. Uh, if you go back to the uh, early 90s, you know, when I really start my, my, uh, my career, at that time in aortic surgery, aortic valve surgery, we had a mechanical valve and biological valve. And just arrived in my, at, at least in, in, in Brussels, in my center, the Ross operation. We had Donald Ross coming to our center to the first Ross operation here, there. And we started also at that time, early uh, 90s, the homograft uh, surgery. And we had the, the uh, participate to the European Homographed Bank in Belgium. At that time, I should say that I had uh, solid training in, 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 in uh, coronary surgery by Professor Dion, who was my former boss at that time. So we had done many things in, 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 in coronary surgery, you know, arterial vascularization, uh, um, lima, lita, gastroepiploic. And we say, well, we, it is done. Let us move to, to see what we can do in valve surgery. And it happened that I listened once to uh, to uh, to uh, Professor to Dr. David about his new technique of sparing, and in the same year also I went to Club Mitral in in Paris with uh, with uh, Alain Carpentier, and so I, I said to Robert Dion that we I, we should go in this uh, in this way in the valve surgery and valve repair valve reconstructive surgery, so we managed to go for six months. To, to Toronto, and I should say that it uh, changed totally my career. Uh, looking, watching uh, Dr. David doing this many complex surgery in it's so easy way in, in his hands. It helped me to really understand that you can do everything in, 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 in valve surgery, in cardiac surgery, 
But things should be clear in your mind, but you have to dare to do everything. Yeah, please do it, don't waste time, and everything is possible. After these six months in Toronto, I went to, to Paris and uh, spent uh, four months with, the, with, the, with Carpentier. And you know, Carpentier was, uh, he gave me, teach me, let me, taught me the dysfunctional approach of mitral regurgitation. So spent six months in Toronto, four months, three months in, 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 uh, in Paris. And I should say the same year I went to London to watch also for live conference uh, Magda Yacoub. So it really was a very rich year for me. And uh, yeah, I had, uh, let's say, I had time to really go deeply into the aortic valve 3D, mitral valve also. And when I went back to Brussels, I had the chance that I had a Dion as a boss. And so he was pushing me to start this program of, 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 uh, of, of valve reconstructive surgery. Uh, that's how, how it came to me to really to be in, involved in this program. Having a solid training and having this, this chance uh, to go to, to, to uh, two pioneers, three pioneers of, of valve surgery helped me really to make things clear in my mind and really to, to, uh, to focalize how we can approach Let's start. How can I approach the aortic valve like a mitral valve? How we can reconstruct a functional approach? How we can understand the, the functioning of the aortic valve like the mitral? Because things look, were so clear on the mitral side at that time that I said maybe you should find a way to make the, 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 the approach to the aortic regurgitation, the aortic valve like a mitral. Functional approach, reconstructive valve, yeah. And for those of us who have done very little uh, aortic valve repair, can you describe how you went about that? How did you translate that experience that you had in the mitral setting to looking at the aortic valve from a more functional side? And yeah, your how you categorize your techniques of repair in you various know, classes. If you look to the story, the journey of the aortic valve repair. The first, I mean. For sure, we have some anecdotic description of valve repair in pediatric and endocarditis, aromatic patient patch. But the real story of aortic valve repair starts when we realize that patient with a huge aneurysm may have aortic regurgitation in spite of the presence of normal leaflet. Before that, the aortic valve was looked at as only leaflet, nothing in 3D, only leaflet. So the things that are you have a, a, a root aneurysm, you have severe aortic regurgitation, you reconstruct the annulus, you correct the, uh, the, uh, the, 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 the dysfunction of the valve. So it came to me that aortic valve is not only leaflet. The functioning depends on something else, on the, on the at what I used to call at that time, the native stent of the aortic valve. What is the native stent? Is the HCG and the AVG, okay. two, two, two levels. If you look to the functioning of the mitral valve, we, have a, we had a three levels. We have the annulus, the tissue, the, the corda, the, uh, the, the, the sub, uh, subvalvular apparatus. While on the aortic side, we look to the valve as, as only leaflet, not 3D. So the first, let's say, really a basic thing in, in, in the aortic valve reconstructive surgery was this, this discovery, let's say, that you have dilation in spite of the presence of normal leaflet, corrected the dilation, you corrected the dysfunction. Exactly like 
uh, Carpentier approach. You have a lesion, correct, you give this function. Correct the lesion, you can correct this function. That was the first one. The, the, if you look really deeply, the, the, the sparing surgery, eh, the David or, uh, or uh, Jacob operation, for me was, and I wrote this even in, in the beginning of, of 95, 96, it is like a mitral ring in, in mitral regurgitation. We are really taking care of the, of the, of the, of the, of the annulus of the aortic valve. So when you look to this, I mean, when you approach the aortic is uh, this way, you can understand that you can correct a lot of aortic regurgitation only by playing with the, with the configuration. That was the first really uh, revolution. The second came when we realized that when we have a prolapse of, of leaflet, of the aortic regurgitation, the, the pro, I mean, what, what, what uh, unknown, what is the prolapse on the aortic side? And we realized that the prolapse is elongation of the free margin. That's deletion, let's say, and, as a, uh, and the metal. So if it is elongation, of free margin give a prolapse, give dysfunction aortic regurgitation, so treat the lesion, elongation, shorten, plicate, mm. and you can correct the aortic regurgitation. So we start by the ring, the, the sparing surgery, which for me it's like a ring, and after we touch the leaflet, which is the prolapse, elongation, and we know what is the prolapse, is elongation, so how to treat the elongation? By shortening. And shortening, we can do it how? You can do it by placating or, uh, or resecting. So we, this is how we really approach the, 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 the functional, the, 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 uh, yeah, the an, uh, anatomy functioning, let us say, or, or, or the functional anatomy of the aortic valve. Aortic valve is not only leaflet, is root and free margin. It, that's really the, 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 the 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 uh, the functional let's say yeah like the metal the functional approach if you play with the root you can distort the leaflet so people say we when they start some young cardiac surgery when they start the sparing surgery I mean if you do if you change the the the, the configuration of the commercials all those things you can induce prolapse. So if you don't know how to repair the, the prolapse, please don't touch. Don't do any sparing. For why? I don't like when, when, I, when I'm talking about aortic valve repair to talk about sparing surgery. I think like a mitral valve, on mitral valve, we do, it is, I mean, we don't, we don't talk, uh, speak about uh, mitral annuloplasty or something. We do it about mitral valve repair. And the aortic side, we should talk also on aortic valve repair. And aortic valve repair is leaflet and is annulus. And whenever we do aortic valve repair, we should address the leaflet disease and the annulus. That's the, the really the, the new approach, the functional approach of the aortic valve, dysfunctioning and restoration of the, of the, of the function of the aortic valve. Absolutely. And with regards to restrictions for those valves that you will and won't repair, how would you how do you select your patients? Uh, in whom do you say actually this this functional approach is maybe yeah. isn't the right yeah. thing yeah. for this yeah. particular category of patients? Again, it is the same approach as for any valve repair. If you look to the to the determinant of durability of any valve repair, aortic or mitral, we have uh, let's say two two important determinants. First is the quality of the tissue which is selection of patient. 
and application, you should apply the appropriate surgical techniques, giving you perfect immediate, immediate result. So if you select well your patients and you apply the appropriate surgical technique, giving you really perfect immediate result, this, the, 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 the repair will be, will be durable. So the quality of the tissue is really very, very, very important. And when we are talking about aortic valve regurgitation, I think we should not, we should really uh, talk about, let's say, degenerative disease. I'm not, we, should, we should really separate the rheumatic patient from degenerative. And degenerative for me is, is, is a lot of things. I mean, in, in, in this, in this, in this uh, categorization, let's say, bicuspid valve is like a degenerative disease, aneurysm, whatever is a connective disease or, or uh, inherited or, or, or atherosclerotic. Uh, the 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 uh, the uh, endocarditis, uh, the the with the destruction, the, the aortic the dissection, the uh, the uh, some pediatric uh, aortic regurgitation, there are somehow called degenerative, acquired or or, or, or congenital. It is to say that we should have a good quality of tissue, no calcium, no big thickening, mm -hmm. unless we are in the pediatric, we can accept. But in the, in the adult, because we have such a good also uh, prosthetic, prosthetic material, so the durability or durability of the overall repair should be superior. So if we start to apply with calcium decalcification, replace with pericardial patch, all the things, we know that we don't have the ideal material mm -hmm. to patch uh, pericardium or whatever. For why I restrict now my selection of patients to good quality of tissue. Good quality of tissue means no calcium, no restriction, uh, no, 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 no thickening, uh, and uh, no rheumatic process, no uh, systematic disease like a lupus, like a, you know, arthritis mm -hmm. or some all rheumat uh, rheumatic disease. So we should really select very well. And whatever, is, like a mitral valve, whatever is the mechanism of the aortic regurgitation, we can we have now the surgical techniques to to address this the only thing is really select very well your patient good quality of tissue it guarantee that you will have a good durability how do you go about assessing these patients preoperatively do you have a specific um, assessment package in the same way that we you know we'll presumably you have ECHO, TOE, yeah, how do you go about formally assessing these patients to make that decision preoperatively? Excellent question. I, think that, that, that's, I mean, the echocardiography, our, our partners, the, the, the cardiologists or the anesthesiologists that we are working with at in the OR, they sh I mean, they should be able, and they are able now, really to assess first the mechanism of the aortic regurgitation, to assess the number of lesions, giving the aortic regurgitation, and we can see also the quality of tissue. We start in the, the 19, uh, I mean, the beginning of my aortic experience, the, the uh, echocardiographic assessment was so poor at that time. So I had the chance really to advance with them, with the echocardiographer and with the cardiologist, really to understand the mechanism. And I, I used to say to my young colleagues, or even when I'm talking uh, outside, that every cardiac surgeon should understand, should really understand when he looked to the echo, should, do how, should know how to do the echo even. Because we, 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 there a lot of, 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 of uh, data, of, of, of things we can have from the, uh, from the echo. 
the understand. I, I can tell you that my echocardiographer, anesthesiologist or cardiologist, can tell me you should do this and this and this on this aortic valve and on this patient before I open the patient. Mm. And we, 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 we've done some study that the, the, the correlation between what the echocardiographer and the cardiac surgeon, even in the beginning of our experience, was more than 95%, 0.95. So th they are able, they are able to detect. So the echo, transesophageal echo, and now we have the 3D. The 3D is not yet really, but the, the, the transesophageal echo is really a, I mean, it's mandatory to have it in this, into the OR, and it can give you a lot, a lot, a lot of, of, of things to understand the mechanism. You know, if you have a prolapse on the mitral valve, on P1, A2, you have dilation of the annulus, you should treat all the lesions in order to have a perfect repair. Yeah. And exactly the same if you have a dilation of the aortic regurgitation, uh, of the aortic root, and you have eccentric jet, means prolapse. Mm. And that's why the beginning of this, uh, I mean, you should do, you should do the sparing, the, the, the David or the Jakub, and the, 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 the prolapse. For why? The beginning of our experience, many cardiac surgeons abandon sparing surgery because we are not aware of, of this problem of prolapse. They do the annulus, they don't take care, they didn't take care of, of, the, of the leaflet, and you have residual aortic regurgitation. So the echo can tell you you have a severe dilation of the, uh, of the, of the aortic root, which is the, 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 uh, what, what, what I call the functional aortic annulus, and you have eccentric jet. It means take care, you should address all the lesions. If you don't address all the lesions, you will have a residual uh, aortic regurgitation. And the echo, the echocardiographer, the e-measure, are able to tell us this. Do you make any other formal assessment of the aorta, CT scanning, functional MRI, or thing like this? For sure. I mean, in, it is preoperative. Yeah. Not really, uh, not really for the morphology. Let's say if you have a, a, a aortic regurgitation and we are not sure about the severity, sometimes you can ask the MRI to yeah. assess, to assess really the severity of this. Now, for sure, you need the, uh, the, uh, the, the CT scan or the MRI to assess also the dilation of mm. the, uh, the aneurysm uh, presence. But it is not really for the, for, the, for the morphology of the valve. For morphology of the valve, the echo is really the, the, the best uh, thing to do. But you need the MRI in some cases. You need the CT scan in some cases to assess the, uh, the extension of the aneurysmal disease or sometimes to, 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 to assess the severity of the aortic uh, dysfunction. Yes. And as the procedure's grown and the understanding of the functional assessment of the valve has grown, how have you seen that translating into longer-term outcomes of those patients that you've been operating on over the years? And are you seeing now the result that you're uh, a result that you're happy with with the progression and the long-term durability yeah. of these repairs? Yeah, I, I can have an example: the bicuspid aortic valve, which is really very interesting because it is not only it is it is mixed disease. We have the root, we have the leaflet, and it is really young patient. It's, uh, I mean, and th this for the regurgitant bicuspid aortic valve. What we've seen over the years, that you can repair very well your bicuspid valve, the leaflet. You can fix in somehow what we call at that time, the beginning, the subcommercial annuloplasty below the, 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 the leaflet. But we've seen that f some years after, even if your repair was perfect, patient three, four years after came back. That's on one side. The other side, the patient with some dilation, let's say, and in home you've done David operation, fixing the, the whole functional aortic annulus with the STG mm. and the VAG, those results are perfect. 
So we, 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 uh, we looked more, let's say, closely to those patients. So if you look to those patients, you can have dilated ascending aorta, dilated root. But if you, again, if you look closely in any regurgitant bicuspid aortic valve, we have a VAG, the ventricle, what it's like kind of annular aortic ictasia. If you have a dilation of the, of the, of the, of the, of the VAG, so if you repair the bicuspid aortic valve, uh, don't stabilize, fix, reduce the VAG, your, your result will be happy in the, the post-operative period, but two or three years after the patient come back. So the, 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 uh, in, in, in bicuspid aortic valve, we see now, and we, we presented last year our, our result in only bicuspid, that if you do sparing surgery reimplantation technique by really fixing the, 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 the VAG and the STG and repairing the valve, the freedom from uh, reoperation at 10 years in those uh, very young patients is around 100%. So we had uh, uh, at the beginning patients with subcommercial aneuroplasty come back, not all, but many of them. But now if you fix everything, the results are very good. So again, as I said, as I said, durability of the repair depends on the selection. Bicuspid regurgitant is always good tissue because the patients are young. I'm not talking about calcification. And you apply appropriate surgical technique fixing, the result is good. The result is good. And that's what we have now. Yeah. Excellent. And obviously, we've got to pass on these techniques to future generations of surgeons. How do you go about training in aortic valve repair it's a complex procedure and there's an element of of artistic ability involved i think probably in a similar way to the mitral yeah How i mean the, the the i think the first step to to to, to start let's say uh, aortic program is really to understand this functional approach of the aortic regurgitation you cannot I mean, I hear some, some cardiac surgeons saying, oh, I'll do some only sparing, I don't touch the leaflet. We ca I cannot imagine that a cardiac surgeon, because even if you, if you start with a perfect valve, any dysfunction, and you do the reimplantation, the, the, the Jakub or David, you can distort somehow. So if you have residual regurgitation, or if you have induced some, 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 some prolapse, and if you don't know how to repair this, you will have a residual regurgitation and the patient will be not happy. So saying that you can only treat the, 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 uh, the annulus and don't take care of the leaflet is not good. So you should really say in yourself that aortic valve repair is like my thought. It's the annulus and leaflet. And always we should uh, take care of both. That's, that, that's one, one, one first. The second, I, that's why, why we, we, we start our, 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 our uh, workshop, our meeting, uh, 15, 16 years, that we do, I do every year, like in June, eight to 10 live surgeries in aortic, and with the, with, the, with the live transmission discussion, explaining with the echo, perioperative echo, postoperative echo, the functioning of the valve. I mean, this is really a good program. So to, uh, at the, I can tell you that when I start this, no question from the audience at that time. Now they are discussing the, the result. So it, it's spreading, the, the, the aortic valve repair between cardiac surgeon so the, and, and the live surgery, whatever we are against or, 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 or not. 
life surgery is in to to for 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 the, for the young surgeon is really very very helpful. That's one. Uh, the second is, as a cardiac surgeon, as 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 if, if you want to teach your your visitors, your your fellows, you should have a settlement, very good uh, audio uh, camera screen in your in your And I can tell you that when I'm operating in 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 Brussels, I have a lot of screen. Superb camera, fixed, and everybody in the room can follow what we are doing. I can explain every day, every day, every uh, even twice a day. So it is. It is. You should be. Let's say. Uh, uh, you should like to 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 educate the people. So watching live surgery, understanding the the, the echo, it is very very important, and. If you need some help, don't hesitate to call somebody who has uh, some experience too. And I'm really, I, I, I visit a lot of, of centers, I do a lot of workshops. I'm traveling every week <laughs> on the aortic valve repair. I don't hesitate to do also wet lab. Last, last week I was in Tokyo to do wet lab for five, year, five, five hours, doing only wet lab. On. So all those things help you to really to, to, to make the people understand this new approach for the aortic valve repair. Fantastic. When's the next course? Next one is uh, in, in June. 20. You know, last year we, we changed a little bit our, 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 our course. I, I, I discussed with my friend uh, Jochen Schaffers from Homburg. And uh, I, I told him, uh, Jochen, many people look to us as an enemy sometimes. You know, he's doing remodeling and doing remodeling. So why not do something together? Mm. So we've, we organized last year Aortic Valve Repair Summit in Brussels in June, and the next one will be also, uh, also in, in June 2025, over June, uh, and really fantastic meeting, really fantastic meeting. Excellent. I hope that you'll be there. I will do my best. <laughs> Thank you so much. And, pleasure. Uh, it's been a pleasure talking to you today. For Thank me you too. For, your time. for me too. Yeah. Okay, bye-bye. Thank you. Thank you for listening to CTS net to go your resource for podcasts focusing on cardiothoracic surgery. Find more discussions as well as surgical videos and other cardiothoracic surgery resources at ctsnet.org. You can also keep up with CTSNet by subscribing to the YouTube channel at CTSNet Video, by following at CTSNet.org on Twitter, or by liking CTSNet's page on Facebook. I'm Shanda Blackman. Thank you for joining us on this latest episode of CTS Net to Go. Have a great day.